What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 13 on the Rebel Unique Podcast with yours truly, Ingrid Leckie. And this is the one with Amy McFarland. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to another episode of Rebel Unique Podcast with me. And today is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of laughter. It's going to be a lot of sharing. You're just going to crack up at this one. Amy McFarland and I are going to jam on, not even jam, it's just like this bloody hilarious conversation around online dating and our experience with it. And the biggest takeaways, the biggest lessons, the biggest shares that we can give anybody who is listening to this, who is experiencing um, some challenges with online dating <laughs> or is thinking about doing it. This is our, I guess, our little our little guidebook to how we can help you with um, your experience. So without further ado, let's do it. The beautiful Ames, my beautiful Ames, my boo is here with me now. Hi, gorgeous. Hi, long time no talk. I know. It's not like we've been talking for 15 minutes prior. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, guys, this is going to be like a hilarious interaction. Ames and I have known each other. How long have we known each other for? Like two years. Yeah. (laughs) With the bathroom incident. (laughs) What? Ames and I both went to an awesome... Oh, my um, God. (laughs) A personal development uh, workshop. I think it was an extreme, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Three day with um, Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos. We went to Bridge Bridge Extreme, Extreme Leadership, the the part two of their awesome workshops. And um, we didn't actually... We weren't the same group or anything, but I crossed paths with the beautiful Ames in the bathroom i can't remember what i said i came oh, in i don't remember but i'm never gonna live it down so fucking hilarious she was standing in front of the mirror um and she'd just been through an Standard. emotional you were what dated yeah <laughs> <laughs> as she does um and you'd obviously just been through an emotional section of the workshop and i came in i said something to you or oh that's right i said to you i saw you at tony robbins I said, I knew your face from somewhere. I saw you at Unleash the Power Within at Tony Robbins in September. And Ames turned away from the mirror and looked at me and went, ah, oh, and then back to the mirror. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that because I'm not like that. I'm, not, I'm really like, oh, my God, hi. So I have no memory of that. <laughs> Good chat. Good chat. We really connected. <laughs> oh, God. And we've been besties ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Like we started talking again and you told me that. I was like, oh my God, I don't remember that at all. You were obviously like in some sort of process, babe. Like it was just obviously, I just went through this shit. I don't want to talk about Tony Robbins' woman. Like just <laughs> leave me to stare at myself in the mirror. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Having a moment like I'm in some kind of 90s music video. <laughs> like a Christina Aguilera, beautiful. <laughs> You're beautiful in every single way. Oh, so funny. Anyway, that's a little bit of history. There's lots more of the Amy and Inky story, but that's where we started. And um, we've been loving on each other off and on ever since. Exactly. So we've also been sharing our uh, online dating 
what's the word I'm looking for? Experience? <laughs> um, lifestyle? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're both currently not online dating, but we thought it would be worthwhile speaking about our experience because it's, uh, it's the thing. It's the popular thing to do. And for women like myself who aren't going to meet their Jason Momoa sitting on their lounge reading books, it's a great option. <laughs> But coming with that option also comes a lot of energy and a lot of different experiences. And we're um, just going to share some of those today. Tell me about your experience, Ames. Well, I think the f- I'm trying to think like when the first time I sort of started doing it. And I think it was when I moved to Bondi and I didn't know anybody. So I was like, oh... I'm a bit skeptical of this. I don't know, but whatever. I need to meet people. It's Friday night. I'm bored, whatever. (laughs) And um, so I think I got Tinder Mm -hmm. and I matched with this guy and I was just thinking about this today. It was the worst date I've ever been on. It lasted about an hour and like, I had a, like my housemate at the time, like I told him, oh, I'm going on a date. Like he's downstairs. I'm going to go now. And then we walked down Bondi Road and we stopped at like a little cafe thing and we just sat and like had chai lattes at like 10 o'clock at night. And the conversation, like we just, I don't think we agreed on anything. Like we were so different and it ended up being like, an hour of just basically uh, silence because (laughs) just everything I said, I could tell he was like, yeah, righto. And then everything he said, I was like, yeah, righto. And then it was so awkward. It was probably not even an hour. It was probably like once we finished the lattes, I was like, all right, well, did you want to start heading back then? He walked me back to my door and then I was like, okay, see you later. And then I walked upstairs and my housemate was like, why are you back? I'm like, that was horrible. I'm done. And then I like literally just deleted the app straight away. I was like, no, thanks. And then I feel like my experience since then has just been like, I get on and I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm over this, delete. And then one night I'll be bored and then I'll just download it again. And uh, I'm pretty sure I actually met my ex on Bumble, I think. And that didn't turn out very great. (laughs) And what I've sort of noticed as well, like from that relationship, that him and I, like, we just had no friendship. Like there was no friendship there. And I feel like that's kind of what online dating is. It's all based off just straightaway attraction. And then like, it's like you almost go into the date with the expectation of it being a potential partner. And there's no time to actually get to know them properly. Cause I don't know, to me, it was like straight away, there's that pressure for it to be something because it's a dating app and, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just doesn't seem like there's that much like organic, natural time to just explore each other and become friends. And yeah, because him and I didn't have a friendship, I'd feel like there wasn't a certain level of respect for each other in that kind of way. And yeah, it was all based off attraction, which to me, in my experience, just has not worked when it's come like 
straight away we're so attracted to each other and we just jump right into it and rush in before we even know each other just because we're attracted and I don't know that just doesn't work for me and there's different levels of attraction too isn't there there's obviously on dating apps it's physical to start with I swear I've swiped left on my soulmate probably two dozen times (laughs) exactly that dude could be my soulmate but I'm purely judging you superficially right now judged based on the photo that you have of your profile picture which by the way, is not a dick pic, which has been a profile picture I've swiped left on before. <laughs> I, it, was, it was an experience. I yelled out, oh, my God, and the boys came running in. What? I'm like, there's a penis on my screen. I just got raped in the eye. Oh, my God. Um, and they're like, did somebody send that to you, Mum? I'm like, no, darling, that's a profile picture, believe it or not. But it is, it's, totally, it's totally an attraction superficially to start with, but it's 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 totally times have changed i I get that um but it is a different energy to the organic meeting of actually the back and forth of of in-person chat and getting to know them like you said like having that friendship and hanging out a bit um there's a bit more to it with online dating for me it's um i'm not down for coming like meeting for coffee or whatever after just you know saying hey how are you good how are you want to go for coffee (laughs) no i actually want to get to know you a little bit better (coughs) i remember you saying that to me once and you were like because i'm not going to waste my time going out with somebody like i ain't got time for that i'm not gonna waste I'm going out with someone when I might not even be attracted to them. So get to know them first. Yeah. Just sort of some connection, like some level of like, okay, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm going to go for coffee. Like I know, like you said, releasing that pressure off it being something and yes, it's just coffee. But if I went for coffee with every guy that said, let's go for coffee, it's just not a time investment I'm willing to make just to be like, yeah, this guy said to go for coffee. And I just said, yes, because why not? Like for me, that doesn't work for me. It might work for other women, but. My Even time. a phone call or a FaceTime before you go out yes. and just see if you actually vibe. Because yes. I had a phone call with, actually, yes, I matched with this guy. This was years ago. I matched with this guy and he was really attractive and his profile looked so good and, like, his bio was so good. And then we started texting and then I said, like, actually, no, he, like, offered to call me. And it's so interesting because I always say, like, oh, they just never make the effort. All they want to do is text and Snapchat and blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as a guy wants to call me, I completely panic. And I was like, no, I don't want to have a phone call. How awkward. And I didn't reply for ages. And then I was just like, okay, you can call me. And then he called and it took me ages to actually just hit answer. (laughs) And I answered the phone. And I think that was the last conversation we ever had. And I was like, thank God I didn't go out with this guy. He was so like... Oh, it was just, it was horrible. And then he was like going on about this theory that he had about um, gay people and how they're such attention seekers and all of this. And I was like, whoa, sorry. And I got so defensive and I'm pretty sure like I went off at him and then he was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. Oh, I just really want to impress you. And I was like, oh my God, gross. Get away from me. And we just, and I was like, okay. And then I had a go at him over something. He said something about, like homosexuals that I just completely disagreed with. And I was like, that is, you are so judgmental and that is not funny to me and completely different values here. Have a good life. See you later. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's not second guessing that choice, is it? Like it's not going, yeah. oh, I'm overreacting. Should I give him a second chance? Like if it hits you in a place 
where it's just like, oh no, that is not cool. Like we get to, we get to say no and yeah. step away from I those. Me who has given people chances and been yes. like, oh. My, my friends make fun of me. I had my two friends over for dinner a few weeks ago and like they're the nicest guys, but they always make fun of the type of guys <laughs> I tend to just attract. And I said to them, like, this wasn't even about a guy, but I was like, okay, I need your advice. And one of them was like, so I met this guy and he like beats his mother and he's just gotten out of jail and like he like goes and kills animals on the weekend, but he's a really nice guy. Like he means well. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, is that what I said? <laughs> I was like, well, no. But anyway, thanks for that. Thanks, friends. But it's like known amongst my friends, my past, I've just been like, oh, well, they do this and this and this. And like, he's actually on parole right now, but he's so lovely. Like, he's just so good to me. We all, we're all human. We all do bad things. We've all got that potential. Like, he, he's learned his lesson. Yeah. oh we totally get yeah we'll get into the justification of all the things and the patterns um there's also that element of i've had plenty experiences of dudes that have been great on paper um and then when you meet in person they show you a completely different side and you're just like whoa who was this dude i had one guy who was a school teacher and he was lovely on his profile and went back and forward and the conversation was great in text message and we went on a date and he spent uh, probably 70% of the date, no, probably 60% of the date talking about how much money he earns and how important he is. The Yuck. other, the other 30% was, um, talking about his ex wife and how she's trying to cheat him out of child support. So he's going to offer her a big screen TV and call it quits. <laughs> and then the other 10% was, I can't remember what it was. There was just, it was just, oh, I'm like, get me out of here. He's like, oh, you, and he was really offended that I didn't want to, why are you wasting my time? I get that a lot too. Thanks for wasting my time. Um, we've been talking for two days. We've been on one date. We've been like, you just said hello. Like, just calm down. It's all, it's all experiences, people, and you're going to get this. It just comes in a higher multitude of or a higher frequency on online dating because they're all in the one place you're not going out and meeting them and having a conversation you're dealing with a whole lot more energy in one place because it's it's accessible it's easier i had another guy another funny story guy um he had a young photo of himself online when i turned up i was like is that his dad <laughs> like why is his dad here and like, hey ingrid i'm like oh shit I'd love okay. to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <in your> dating <laughs> like, damn. Um, and he told me he was taking me to this beautiful hotel restaurant. I turned up and it was a motel and I went <laughs> into the motel and the beautiful old lady in her jumper and old, um, like she had stockings and old shoes and apron on came out and told me that the, the buffet was closed on a Friday night. The Bay, the Bay of Marie's had been shut down. I'm like, oh, okay. So I messaged him and said, uh, the hotel, I'm doing air quotes, hotel is closed. Where do you want to go? He said, there's a place down the road. Um, uh, I'll, come, I'll come up and meet you halfway. So I started walking to the direction he told me to go and he met, met me halfway and that's when I was like, oh, his dad's here. That's sweet. And then um, <laughs> we started walking down. <laughs> We started walking down. So he took me to the RSL for our first date. 
trying not to judge, but hey, like, come on. And then there was the live band and all the oldies. So he ordered me a, I can't remember what he ordered me. Like he tried, I think it's chicken snits and gravy or something at the time. I don't know. I don't even know. I asked, I'm, I think I was pescatarian at that stage. So I was like, I'm going to order fish. I'll order the fish. And he's like, let's get up and dance. Like, no. Then he was telling me that I have a, you laugh too much. It must be fake. Um, he just had these, all these ana- like analyzed versions of me. Anyway, I ended up saying, I'm going to go. So I got up, left, walked to my car, which was stupidly parked behind the motel in a dark, dingy fucking car park. He said, I'll walk you. I'm like, no, I'm good. He said, no, no, I just want to make sure you get to car safe. And then decided to evaluate my car and how much I could get for it and I should trade it in. Annoying. (laughs) And then stood there and I said, all right, well, I'm going to go. And this is when he proceeded to tell me, kiss me like you haven't seen me in two years. (laughs) I'm like, dude, dude, dad, I haven't seen you in two years. I don't even know you. (laughs) I don't even know your last name, like <laughs> not happening. And then I said, no, I'll, I think I said I'll pass. And <laughs> the car. Oh my God. like it was a game show. Ingrid, do you want to kiss him? Like you haven't seen him in two years. Um, no, I'll pass. Thanks, Larry. It's a no from me. It's a no from me. It's a definitely a no from me. And then he proceeded to message me because it was about an hour and a half from my house. Drive back. Proceeded to message me the whole time. And I didn't answer because I was driving. And then I checked them when I got home and the messages read, um, I'd love to go on a second date. I'd love to see you again. Why aren't you answering? You haven't answered back. That must mean you don't want to. You must have a better offer. I'll take that as a no. Like this was the like message, 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 message. <laughs> like, whoa. I love those ones where they're like, hey, you're beautiful. Are you there? Why don't you reply? Bitch. <laughs> 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 wow, that that went from zero to sixteen to <laughs> Holy shit! Um, yeah, so there was that date, which was really interesting. Um, Speaking of bad dates, that just reminded me of a date that I went on a few years ago, back when I was just too scared to even speak up about things, and like it was just an honour if a guy wanted to be on a date with me, so I just had to let it go whatever way it was going to go. And I went on a double date. I'd known this guy for a while. We didn't meet online. We met like through a friend, my friend and her partner. Um, It was her partner's best friend. And he kept saying like, oh, I want to get you two together. And then just every time we'd like see each other, he either had a girlfriend or then I was seeing someone like it just never matched. And then one night, We were both completely single and we were like, okay, let's all go on a double date. And we're sitting there and he just, like he was, I think, six years older than me, but he just had the sense of humour of a 12-year-old boy that was just fresh into high school trying to impress the big dogs. Like, oh, he was so cringy. And the whole night he made fun of my sandals. He made fun of my necklace. He just made fun of everything that I was wearing. And then, like, even my friend's partner said to him, like, you've been wanting this girl for like two years and you're just picking on her the whole time. Get your shit together. (laughs) I don't know if he was nervous or not, but he just made fun of me the whole time. And then we're sitting at the table and then he just was annoying me. And then I ended up saying, um, I was like, Oh, I need to pee. Do you know where the toilet is? And he goes on my face. And I was like, I was like, um, and then I grabbed my friend. I'm like, come to the bathroom with me. And then we just stood in there and I just looked at her. I'm like, 
do you hear what he just said? And she was like, oh, my God, I have no idea. I'm like, how do I get out of here? Like, as if you'd say that and in front of everyone, I was like, oh, my God. And then we, like, just stood in the bathroom and just talked for a bit and then we went back out and then he had to drive me home and then, like, after the date, he's driving me home and then he pulls up out the front of my house and then he gets out and I'm like, oh, that's nice. He's probably just going to walk me to the door or give me a hug or something. And then he reaches into the back seat and pulls out an overnight bag. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I can't be telling that story. Did we discuss him staying over? And I just, oh. at the time, was too scared to say anything. And I didn't, like, want to be offensive. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. So I was just like yep we totally discussed this and I just was like walking slowly towards my front door just so confused and he was like by the way like I've got to get up at like 5 30 in the morning because I've got to go to work so like I'm like okay cool and then I just let him stay over (laughs) I know and he was like nothing happened but I was just like I don't want him to stay and then I don't know, just even in the morning, like when I made him a coffee before he left, it was like, I don't know, just the look on his face. It was as if he was like, oh, yeah, just as usual, making her dreams come true. And I'm just dying inside, like get out of my house. He was setting up shop to pee on your face. (laughs) 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 He was ready to go, baby. What's that? And then I think... I'm pretty sure we never we didn't speak again after that, but oh my god, I was just like, oh, just yeah, I think I was like 18 or 19 at the time and just didn't know how to speak up or set standards or boundaries or anything. I was just like, okay, that was really inappropriate, but I'm here, so hmm, I'm just gonna sit here and smile and pretend this is fine. Yeah, and this is the thing, we we at sacrifice to ourselves and sometimes even our safety, we avoid speaking up because it potentially feels awkward or will make them feel a certain way. Fuck that. No way. I know. Like him pulling out an overnight bag. How do I know that this is a safe thing? I'm letting him into my house, but I was too scared to say anything. He could have had guns and ammo in there for all you bloody no woman. I know. He could have had like four litres of water ready for the pee fest. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and this is this is the thing too it's um sometimes you'll get caught in situations where the guy will try to convince you or sell you even if he's like sometimes a no isn't as easy as like okay and it's accepted it'll be a but 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 justify justify trying to explain um even though it's very clear yeah (laughs) yeah but even with things like non-negotiables like one of my non-negotiables is smoking I am not, I will not be with a dude that smokes. And uh, I went on a date with a dude and it wasn't on his profile that he smoked at all. I actually think he said not smoking. Actually, there's been two guys that have said they're not smoking and they, I caught them both smoking. Busted. But this one in particular asked me what my non-negotiables were on a date. And I said smoking. And he kind of went, oh, I went, what do you smoke? And he said, oh, no, not really. I'm like, what do you mean not really? He said, oh, well, I only have like one, um, like maybe once a month I'll go out with my mates and I'll drink and smoke at the same time. Like, okay. Um, he said, but I would never, I would never do it in front of you or your boys if it was to get to that stage. And I would never kiss you after it. I'm like, dude, you're a smoker. 
you're a smoker. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, you're a smoker. He's like, so you don't want to see me again. I'm like, no. He said, that's a bit harsh. No, it's not a bit harsh. You're a smoker. He's like, I'm not. I don't buy packs and smoke regularly. I said, do you smoke cigarettes at all? Yes, I do. Well, you're a smoker, my friend. And that is a non-negotiable. But if I had been like, oh, you know, he's right. It's only once a month. And I've done that before so many times with guys in the past. Yeah, it's like okay. the universe testing you, like, are you going to bite with this yeah, one? Yeah, totally. Test your boundaries. Are you going to give in to this? Because I've given in so many times. I've been like, no, this is the year that I just set this boundary and I do not, like, shake my boundaries. And then a guy comes along and I'm like, oh, but, like, it doesn't matter if it's you because you're so great and... Yeah, and you only do it sometimes. You don't do it every day or every weekend or you don't say that thing all the time. It's only sometimes. It's only when you're drinking or it's only when you're this or it's only, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. What, what are some of your non-negotiables, beautiful? Um, well, through experience of not having this boundary many times, um, like smoking was... I don't know, I, it kind of was like a non-negotiable, but then my ex smoked and I said to him like, um, actually, I won't say it was a non-negotiable. It was just something I preferred them not to do. Um, and I had said that to my ex and um, and he knew I wasn't happy about it. And I said, look, I can't tell you what to do. I'm not your mum. You make your own decisions. I'm just saying I don't like it. And it, like, I am going to, be annoyed when I see you smoking and he was like okay and then um and then he ended up trying to quit for a whole of three days which was just so noble of him <laughs> um but oh, what was the other one? Oh, cancelling on me and not speaking in actions if you do like now my language is actions and if you do not speak in actions, I don't have time for you because I've had my so much of my time wasted and I've allowed that because um, I for so long believed words and like there were so many guys that were like, oh, I want to take you to this place for dinner and I want to take you away for the weekend to this beautiful cottage in the Blue Mountains or I want to do this and I want to do that and I'd be like, oh, how sweet he thought of it but those dinners and weekends away never happened. Um, <laughs> they never happened and they would end up just being like they'd make an excuse of why it can't happen but hey I can come like I can come see you for like an hour and like I just settled for that and now it's like um if you can't follow through with actions then I don't necessarily believe you um because like even the other day like it was just a friend that it was not like a dating thing but um, we hadn't seen each other in years and he was like, I really want to um, see you. Like, I wanna, I'm want to. i going to organise a lunch. And I go, okay, you do that. And he goes, no, I will. I go, okay. <laughs> I look forward to it. No, nice. I will. I will. Can't wait. Okay, me either. <laughs> Waiting. I'll wait. Really in that moment, you go, okay, are you free? This day, this time, this location, let's do it. Like start making a plan because if that was me and I really wanted to see someone, I would plan it. But if I didn't really want to see someone and I was trying to dance around it, it would be, yeah, no, I'm going to make the plan. I'm going to, but I wouldn't actually do anything. You just dance around it. So I've gotten so much more clearer on like how to read those signs. And um, one of the most previous 
people that I was like, I was seeing him kind of, he canceled on me five times before we actually hung out. And he just made every excuse under the sun where it got to the point where I was like, um, like he couldn't even reply to a message properly because he was so, his biggest excuse was like so busy. And I'm like, are you running the United States of America or something? Are you on a world tour? Are you like doing some kind of press like conference around the world or something? Cause I don't know anyone who is <laughs> that busy. And if you were that busy, I feel really sorry for you because imagine not being able to text back because you're so busy. Like that to me is just a total pile of bullshit. Like if you, yeah, if I think just my biggest thing is if you can't follow through with action, then I don't have time and I'm not going to hold on to something and keep hoping that one day we're going to go on a date. Like one day I'll be so lucky and be so special. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to, you would just make it happen because yeah. I know what I'm like and I know what other people are like when you really like someone. Yep. You just make it happen. You don't just keep making excuses and you don't just disappear for three months and then reappear. Like I actually listened to a podcast on, is it Lewis Howes? Is that his name? Yep. Yeah. I was listening to one of his podcasts and Matthew Hussey was on it and he's like a dating coach and he was saying, um, he explained it like building a house. And if there's two people building a house, one person doesn't get to go on a holiday for two months and then come back and just like take off, like pick up where they left off and think it's okay. While this, like this one person can't stay behind and just build the house by themselves. Like it takes two people. And um, I just really liked that analogy. I was like, that's really, there was more to it. And it was really, really um, like it really impacted me and really was a big wake up call just the way he said it. But it was like, that's so true. Like it is like building a house and it's not just like, Oh, one person gets to disappear for three months and then come back and be like, Hey, is the house done yet? Like it doesn't work like that. Are we still doing this house thing? Let's do it. Yeah. There's a, there's a similar thing in, um, he's just not that into you, the book and the movie actually by Greg Bernstein. That book changed my life just Oh, such a great book. Such a great movie. I think that was my first personal development type of book I ever read. Mm. And there's another one that says it's just a fucking date. He wrote that as well. It's really good. Um, But he says in both the book and the movie that if a guy is into you, he will let you know. He will make it known. He will make the effort. He will follow up. He will message. He will call. He will follow through on the actions and do the things that he says. Um, if he's really interested in you and if he is interested in you and he doesn't do that, then who wants a flaky dude anyway? We don't want exactly. that. And we like don't want that knowledge as well kind of helps you <coughs> so much easier. Like just filter people out that are just going to waste your time because mm. like, why bother? Like why spend so much time on this fixated on this one person? And like after my ex and I broke up, I, I knew that he was nothing like what I actually wanted, but because I wasn't crystal clear on what I did want, I settled for him so much easier and I made more excuses <laughs> for him because I didn't have it like written down anywhere. Like I didn't have non-negotiables um, and like clear set standards, like my three non-negotiables. Ah, oh, I do have non-negotiables actually. Here we go. Um, number one is they have to be trustworthy. Like I have to trust them 
and um, like that's like a big thing for me. And number two was that um, they have to be funny and have a sense of humour. That's a big part of who I am and like that's not everybody. But for me, I connect best with people through sense of humour and through joking and laughing. Like that's my biggest way that I can connect with somebody. So I couldn't be with somebody that doesn't have a sense of humour or that I don't laugh with. And him and I had completely different senses of humour and his was really dark and really offensive and mine is just so ridiculously stupid that we just didn't find each other funny and like I don't think we ever once in our relationship had like one of those nights where you're just laying on the floor hysterically laughing over something so stupid like that is a huge thing for me to have a relationship like that that you can laugh so much together and then um yeah funny was number two and number three there was three it's written somewhere Shows how important they are. <laughs> oh, no, I just remember, like, if I if they're not honest with me and I can't trust them, they're out. If they're not funny and they don't like, I have a certain. I know exactly what kind of sense of humour I want. Someone like a Will Smith or a Hamish Blake. I need someone like that. And having like those people that I can actually. Physically, like if I watch or listen to Hamish and Andy or watch one of their like gap year videos or watch a Will Smith YouTube video or something and I see that dynamic and that sense of humour, it makes it so much clearer for me. And if I'm seeing somebody at the time who's like, I'm trying to make excuses for them like, oh, but they're funny in their own way. I then watch something like that and I'm like, no, that is like, not that it has to be exactly the same, but like that's the kind of vibe that I want. They are so light and funny and they can joke about things and bring light to stuff. Like, and yeah, like it's just such a humor is such a huge value for me. I agree. And I have, I have different things. And we're going to talk about, we'll talk about this now. Um, Ames and I wanted to drop some, some nuggets of wisdom from our online dating experience. And one of those was around boundary standards and values and how they're not the same as expectations. And in addition to that, I've also got my non-negotiables. So my non-negotiables are different to my value standards and boundaries. My non-negotiables are like, if you choose these things, you are, there's no question or anything you're at. If you smoke, you're out. If you don't like kids, you're out. If you don't like animals, you're out. If you have any addictions of any kind, you're out. Yeah. Any of those things show up, they're like my core like non-negotiables. Like not even like, oh, but I only do drugs once a, once a year. Don't care. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> oh, but I only, I, only, I only get smashed when my friends are back in town once a month. Don't care. You're out. There's none of that. It's, they're my non-negotiables. Yeah. And then my um, boundaries are the things that we put in place on the date. Like, oh, no, you're crossing a boundary. That's not, that's not cool. I'm going to speak up or I'm going to choose to leave the date. Because the thing is, for me, one of, my, one of the things I've really stepped into um, with dating aims, not, well, not that I'm doing it late now, but when I was, was dating of late before I stopped, is if I have to justify it, then I'm out. Yeah. If I have to justify anything, oh, but is this, is that? Because I just, I get to trust myself enough and be unfucking reasonable, potentially ruthless enough to trust myself to be like, no, no, 
not feeling it. I'm not going to buy into the whole, he could be nervous. He could be this on the first date. I don't want to do who shows up nervous and not in confidence and not able to be himself on the first date. I'm not. So yes. why, why am I excusing him? Like, Oh, he just said that stupid thing. Cause it's the first date and he's nervous. No, show up, make a good first impression because this first date is technically like an interview. So like, that's one of my, my, my boundaries and standards, my values around my values for myself, my personal values are simplicity, connection and adventure. Um, they're my personal values. I don't have values at this stage around what I, sh- I believe they, sh- they should show up, but they're, they're what they, what they value gets to be, like you said, honest, like trust, trustworthy in, in a sense that applies to me. Like what's trustworthy to me? What's honesty to me? Like is honesty them saying you, your butt looks fat in those pants? Yeah, that's honest. I did ask for honesty. Thanks for that. No, I don't want honesty. I want authenticity. I want you to be authentically, genuinely yourself. Um, sense of humor. Absolutely. They've got to be funny. I mean, I'm good laughing at myself. I do that all the time. But it's nice to have someone to laugh along with that gets the jokes. And is, is, they don't have to have similar interests. I'm happy with different interests. But when it comes down to it, our values get to be the same. But that, that takes time. Yeah, that just reminded me of what my third one. Was like. <clears throat> oh, here it comes. Go. They have to value health. I don't want to yes. be with somebody who sits and eats fast food every single night because I have like my own health goals and I want to be the healthiest and most well that I can be. And if I have a partner that is sitting there eating Hungry Jacks or pasta or like drinking Coke every night and like I am living with them and that's in my fridge and that's in my household, like that's just not my vibe. And I feel like that could also then discourage me from what I'm trying to do if we're so opposite like that's a huge thing for me like health and fitness and it always has been and it's something that I am so deeply interested in like I'm always researching um like nutrition and listening to podcasts and um and doing all of that kind of stuff so it just wouldn't make sense for me to be with somebody who doesn't value that at all or like or doesn't understand that. And Mm. yeah, like I just think what kind of, like if I was living with somebody, is that the kind of vibe that I would want in my house to like open up the fridge and just see all this Coke in the door and (coughs) these like, I don't know, chocolates and lollies in my pantry. I know that sounds so stupid, but like. No, not at all, honey. It's not at all. It's your values and like. Yeah. Health is a yeah. big thing and I want to live a long, happy life. And if I'm with somebody who doesn't treat their body with respect, then am I going to be a widow when I'm 40? Like, I want yeah, to totally. understand the value of that and they want to be well and healthy, not only for themselves, but for like me and whatever, if we have a family or whatever. Yeah. And, and for me, that the health conversation comes back to, I want them to value themselves and value their body. Yes. Because health is, is also like mental emotional, spiritual as well. So it's like, well, you eat healthy, but you're a nut job. So yeah, yeah probably not. you've got to value yourself and your body enough <clears throat> to, to be self-aware and make the choices that help you grow rather than the opposite. So yeah, I get that. So it's, yeah, our first point that we want to hone in on peeps is exercise your boundaries while you're on dates, have standards and values 
and they are not expectations. Expectations are, I expect that he should dress this way. I expect that he should say certain things. I should expect, or I, I expect that he should validate what I'm saying. I expect he should laugh at my jokes. They're all expectations. We get to check in with that. We get to check in with the old expectations. Have you st- Be clear on your standards and values. If you're in the online dating world or any dating world, if you're just going in and dabbling and doing it half-assed, then it's just going to be one lesson after another. Go in with the with clear with where you're at and who you are. Well, you know, my favorite like boundary thing is when they like in the first day of speaking or something and they make a like sexual comment. Oh, it's out. That's non-negotiable. You're out. Yeah. And you go, um, and then you're like, um, no. And you sort of set your boundary there and then they go, oh, I was joking. I'm joking. Oh my God, don't be crazy. And you're like, um, if I had have agreed to that, would you still be joking? Oh my God. Yeah, exactly right. So many times. Funny story. I remember um, years and years ago, this is when I was still living in New South Wales. Um, I don't even know what year it was. I would have been probably in my early thirties, maybe. And I went on to an online dating app called Zeusk and um, I was chatting to this guy and he lived about, I think an hour and a half away and we'd been messaging and then we, we decided to exchange phone numbers after a while and we were talking on the phone a couple of times. <laughs> anyway, I was talking to him on the phone once and he was like, was fine and lovely and all the things. And then I was talking to him on the phone once and Maddox, I remember came out in front of me and I went, Oh no, baby, don't do that. And he said, what is he doing? A big shit on the carpet. I'm like, uh, Mm, no that was random I let that go then I got a message from him saying um I hope when we because we organized a date he was going to come to to orange which was where I lived at the time I hope when we meet up I'm not too short and I was like like thinking he meant height of course so stupid me said what do you mean and then I got a dick pic oh like oh my god no what the no what is with this no just note guys listening to this any guys and girls take note of this as well (coughs) if you're online dating and you're committed to finding um a relationship know that crossing sexual boundaries is not okay to start with yeah it's not okay it's it's disrespectful it's sexist it's just it's just gross even like the cheeky little tongue-in-cheek oh, i bet you you get off on blah blah no dude what was your name again joe oh, yeah joe no <laughs> yeah and it also shows you like to me it's like okay well then you're not actually interested in me you're not here for me you're here for something else because yes. you haven't asked me like you're straight away to that and i'm sure like if I said anything about a relationship, you'd probably freak out. That's too fast, but you'd be so open to talking about sex and all of that. And um, yeah, it just shows you so clearly where they're at and what they're actually looking for. And they probably have no interest in you. They're not here for you. And they want to actually know, like, I don't know, like they don't want to know personal things about you. They, they don't want to know all about you. They kind of just want your body. But then if you say something and they're like, oh, no, I was joking. I'm joking. Oh, my God. It's like, um. <laughs> their, profile, their profile says relationship, but their intentions say sex. Yes. I've come across like, quite a couple of these. Well, yeah. if they, before they know anything about me, like what you were saying before, the 
guys who just straight away ask to go for coffee like that. I don't trust something about that because I'm like, how do you know that you want to go for coffee with me? You don't know anything about me. Like, so that just kind of tells me that they're not, they don't overly value who I am as a person and they're not really consciously choosing. They're just like, Oh, here's a girl that I'm attracted to. Let's see where this goes. Like that. I don't trust something about that. I'm like, wouldn't you, don't you want to know anything about me before you decide you want to go out with me? And that to me, I find that unattractive. Or you could be like the guy that I want to date with who told me it was a numbers game and he had to go because the next date was on. <laughs> oh my God. That's all about numbers. Have you seen House Bunny? No. Oh, she's like trying to do all of the, um, she's got like this stupid list of everything that you have to do on a um, date to be desirable. And she's like sitting there and she doesn't even have a date after it. She's just saying it to seem more desirable. And she's like, well, I've got to go now because my next date is in like half an hour. And he's like, what, you have another date? And she's like, yeah well, what's a girl in demand to do? And he was just so turned off by it. <laughs> no, no, definitely not with the sexual sexual innuendos. I even had one guy actually try and convince me once that, well, we've got to know if we're sexually compatible. Otherwise, what's the point in pursuing it? We've got to have sex early on because I, I personally have had and will continue to have when I choose to online date again. I have a commitment to myself for no intimacy for at least 30 days. Yeah. So for me, this is a huge filter. Yeah. For them and for me, like it's by the end of the thirty days, if I don't want to like jump their bones, then I'm like, well, that's that's saying something. If by the end, if we don't get to the thirty days because they're like, no, nah, this isn't worth it. It's yeah. like it's thirty days, guys. You could then be so like energetically blinded by like the sexual tension and the sexual energy and attraction that you forget, Oh, we're actually not really getting along as people. Yeah. It takes it off the table. So yeah. it's, it's really nice to be able to show up. And, and this for me is no kissing either. Like no kissing. We're actually just going to be like friends, really cool friends, like cheeky, but friends for like 30 days. And if you're not committed to that, then I'll know that you're not really committed to what you really want and what I really want. So it's a great filter. It's perfect. I want to marry my best friend. So it's important for me to build that friendship first before the like, I don't know. Like I was talking with a friend the other day and she was saying to me, like the guys that you've gone for in the past have been very, very attractive. And I know that I have a tendency to then to make excuse, the more attractive they are, the more excuses I make for them. And she was like, I'd be curious to see what would happen if you went on a date with someone that you weren't, overly physically attracted to like not someone that you are repulsed by but someone that you don't think is like oh my god they're stunning and actually get to know their personality and see what happens see what friendship builds there because I don't know like there's been people that like guys that I've been friends with for years there was one guy and we were friends for so long and people used to always say oh you two are going to get married one day and I was repulsed by that I was like gross he's my friend and that's just disgusting and mm. I wasn't attracted to him or anything and then like five years later I then started being like he's really attractive because there was so much friendship there and we got along so well and there was so much trust there and mm. so much fun that you do you start naturally then being attracted once that friendship and that connection is there I feel like the attraction follows. Which brings us to our next two points, which is take your time and build the friendship and 
know that attraction isn't personal. And first of all, with taking your time, and I'm talking to myself also, because this used to be me, where if I'm trying to rush it, why is that? Is it because I feel unsafe? Do I need to lock this down in some sort of label, like we're together or we're engaged or we're planning or we're talking about future stuff so I feel safe? Like really, we really get to check in with ourselves on that because when we're trying to rush things and make things happen on a certain timeline, why is that? Why is the reason behind that? We just take our time. It's all an experiment. There is no rush. Like I know the whole biological clock thing for a lot of women is a, is a pending pressure. Like there are other ways to be a parent. Like I understand the beautiful, beautiful journey of, of bearing and birthing beautiful children, but just take your time because you, the last thing we all want is to rush into a relationship for the sake of locking it down because of the initial attraction or initial connection that was, wasn't that deep at that stage to birth beautiful children into a relationship that ends up not what you thought it was. And you're back on the dating game again as a single mum. Nothing wrong with that because that's me. But take your time. You like know, take your time. I've caught myself so many times trying to rush and be like, oh, my God. And I think it's because every time you go onto Facebook, someone that you went to school with is getting married and having babies and buying a house and everything that I start thinking, oh, my God, my time's running out. And I've, like, rushed and then I've had to stop myself and be like, oh, yeah, I'm 23. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And there's no one way. There's no one way either. Like some people do fall in love at first sight. Some people are friends for five, 10 years and then fall in love. Some people get married after six months. Like there's no one way to do it. Just keep going with what feels right yeah. to do. And like um, I, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like who's to, not to be negative, but like people who have been together since they were like, I don't know, 15 or whatever, and now they're married, who's to say that they're going to last a lifetime? Who's to say that that's actually their soulmate? Like you just, you don't know. So there's no point comparing yourself because maybe you do meet your soulmate at 15 or maybe they're just someone like maybe it's temporary or maybe you meet your soulmate at 40. Like my mum, I was talking to her like when my ex and I broke up and she said um, she had been like in relationships like through her 20s and there was one guy that I think they were going to get engaged and um and then they ended up breaking up and then one night um her friends invited her out to a party so my mum actually I don't I don't know if she was invited or not I think it was like a last minute hey just come and my mum went there and my dad was there from Perth he was there for the weekend and he just saw her and was like oh my god and he went over and started talking to her he made some lame joke about um I can't even remember what it was it was something so stupid like a typical dad joke like oh I want to hang out with you like a koala hangs out of a tree or something like that (laughs) and she and she just thought he was so funny and then apparently um like he then got her number and then he messaged her that night I think or the next day they went to the movies and then I think he went back to Perth to get his stuff and he moved over and that was it they were married like nine months later so she could have so easily through her 20s been like oh my god it's not going to happen because I'm 29 now like she was 29 when she met him and then married with her first kid by 31 I think or 32 and it just flowed so easily and they had the best relationship ever like I I'm so grateful that I've got that. Like that's my um, standard of what a marriage and a relationship is because I'm very grateful and very lucky that 
they were had a beautiful relationship. I never saw them fight in front of us. Like they disagreed on things, but they'd never hash it out in front of us. They'd just be the best they could be for us. And then when we weren't around, they'd sit down and have a talk and they'd talk about things. And um, like, I've still actually got it on the top of my fridge. There was always a sign that said the best thing a father can do for his children is love their mother. And that was all I ever saw growing up. Like my dad just adored her. So I've, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty lucky in that way that I've got that kind of man to sort of look up to in terms of what I deserve and what is out there. Oh, that's beautiful, Ames. That's so good. And like you said, there are couples that I remember a girl that I used to go to school with, her parents have been together. They were high school sweethearts and had ended up together. And, and she used to always say, oh, my parents have been together forever. And while everyone else's, not everyone, a lot of other people's parents were divorcing and separating, she prided herself in the fact that her parents had been together since they were 15 and were still together and all the things. Yet they weren't happy. They were living separate lives. They were just staying together for the kids until the kids got older and um, were old enough to either move out or be more independent. So then they could choose their own lives. Like just because you're together and committed to each other doesn't mean that it's, it's going to be, or it is happy, I should say. So yeah, take your time peeps is what we want to say. And the more time you take, then I feel like the more solid and happier your relationship will be. Like if you take that time to build a friendship, then that's like a, pretty strong bond you've got there as a foundation for a relationship so to me it's like um you could rush into something without knowing them and then maybe you get stuck in that relationship and you just don't feel like you can leave and then you live an unhappy life with somebody because you rushed Mm, just breathe take time and the third one um attraction what what we were talking about actually before the call was just not taking it personally and not taking what really anybody says with online dating personally because they're coming from their own shit like aim said it can be like hey beautiful how you doing are you there bitch like it can change (laughs) it can change and it's from them it's not it's not personal you're not a bitch you are beautiful you're not a bitch it's all personal it's it's all personal to them not to us so when people say like and i've told people i'm just not attracted to you it's not them that they're not attractive it's just, to me, I don't see it. To someone else, they'd be like, oh, my God, he's so hot. You know, everyone's got those friends where they're like, oh, my God, he's so hot. And you go, really? I don't see it. Like, we're all attracted to different things. So we don't get to take that personally. And also not take how they you think, like, Jessica Alba is ugly. And it's like... Ugly? Like, she's stunning. But surely there's people out there who don't see that. And that doesn't mean that she's not. Like, she's amazing. But... You can't be amazing to every single person on the planet. There's going to be somebody who doesn't see it. There are some weird fucks out there that think Jason Momoa is not hot. I've spoken to them. And I'm like, how can you not see this? Are you blind? Like, no, he just doesn't do it for me. I'm like, all right, we're not friends. Those are the people that you need to watch out for because there's nothing yeah. wrong with them. Oh, yeah, watch your back. Sleep with one eye open. Those people are not, are not cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so not taking it personally is what we wanted to say. Like, just I'll be fully transparent here and say that's something I'm still working on. Like, most of the time, I I know that, but then there are days like where I am a bit down, and I'm like, well, what is it about me? Like, why do like why do they not choose me? And what's wrong with me? And what is it about me? And then like just recently, I started asking myself like. Who's to say that they were for me though? Like, 
And maybe it's not me. Maybe I'm just attracting the wrong people because they like, that's a fact. They are the wrong people for me. Then they've proven in many ways that they're not right for me. So why should I question my worth over someone that's not even for me? Like, I'm sure there's so many people out there. Like if I chose a different type of person that would be attracted to me and um, there is still that voice that I'm working through still, it's a process of like, if I see somebody that I think is really great and they're really attractive and they're a really great person and so kind and all of that, there is a part of me that goes, they would not want a bar of me. And that's something I'm still trying to work on. Um, I'm not there yet, but um, I have the awareness of it and I know that that comes up for me, but yeah. Yeah, that's totally, totally human. I've had those moments too, gorgeous. It's totally, totally human. We just get to, like you said, check in and also know that, um, I was going to say something I've forgotten. Oh, patterns. When we're attracting similar people in, and it's not about us not being worthy or not being enough. It's just where we get to go. All right. So if I'm having these consistent line of men come in that aren't right for me and there's a pattern that they're showing up in, I get to look at where my standards, values and boundaries lie and why, why I'm allowing them through my filter. What I'm saying in conversation to, to bring these men in, what energy am I holding within myself? not even that they're aware of that I'm putting out there. Like it's not, it's not that anything is wrong with any of us. Just get to, to check in. Sometimes that takes some pause time away from the online dating. Cause I'm the same as you, Abs. I go on and go, ugh, this is too much. And then I'm off and then I'm back on and then I'm like, ugh, this is too much. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it even takes like what I'm sort of realizing is sometimes you just got to force yourself out of a pattern. Like there was, there was this one guy that, the one that cancelled on me over and over and over, but there was just something that I couldn't let go of. And then every time he'd message me, I'd jump at it and I didn't want to, I didn't want to like keep giving him chances. And I knew I shouldn't have, but it was like, I just, for some reason he had something over me that I just kept on giving him chances. And then on new year's Eve, any guy that I was still in contact with that like was in that kind of space of, Oh, is it something? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? Like, I know he, did this and it wasn't okay, blah, blah, blah. I just, if I thought they were going to ever contact me again, I actually blocked them. Like yeah. I blocked yeah. them so that I couldn't receive messages from them and be sucked back into it. And that's what I mean by like, you've got to force yourself out of it sometimes. Just block them. I know you don't want to, but it's going to be better for you. And like, I do feel more um, empowered now that I've blocked him. And then other ones that like, they didn't really message me, but I, if I was having a down moment where I wasn't really seeing my worth, I'd reach out to them. And that's a huge reflection on how I was feeling at the time. Like if I'm not feeling good about myself, I'd then reach out to somebody who's not good for me. And then, yeah, I just had to delete those people, block them off Facebook or whatever. Anyone who was continuously contacting me and sucking me back in, I blocked them. And I just felt so much clearer after I did that. And then I then stated, I'm now calling in good quality people who treat me with respect and who do tick these boxes that I've got for myself of boundaries and values and all of that. So just remove, even if it hurts or even if you don't feel like it, but you know you should, just remove it. Because it is, you can get sucked in. You can totally get sucked in. I've been sucked in. Before, even I even had one guy almost convince me to just have a five-month fling because he was in the country for five months. I'm like, oh, you almost had me. I'm like, no, that's not what I want. Damn it. And yeah. so I ended up deleting him, even though I was like 
really hanging for a response or a reply at the time because the conversation was really good. But then he started to get all kinds of weird. So I was like, meh. But we do. We get sucked in. But, and, it's, and it's fine. We just get to see it, change it, and also give ourselves, you know, cut ourselves a break, give ourselves some, some compassion and just know that there's nothing wrong with us for allowing that to happen. We get to, we get to learn from it. We either win or we learn. Exactly. All right, my darling, let's wrap this bad boy up. It's been awesome having you on today and chatting all things online dating. No, that was fun. It was so much fun. We could just talk about this for hours. There's so many stories. <laughs> so many stories. Hang out with us in Bali, guys, and we'll share everything. Oh, Bali. Yeah, Bali was the best. Um, so, my darling, just a couple of little questions for you. I usually have a quick fire five at the end, but you've covered those um, in what, what we landed anyway. So I've got three for you that I'm going to ask you today, my sweetheart. Yay. Okay. Learn more about you as beautiful Ames. Tell us why you are rebelliously unique. What's rebelliously unique about you? I have just recently, like I used to sort of do everything that was sort of cool or trendy at the time and like, but I didn't really like it. I just thought, oh, this is what I should do to fit in. But now I'm like, like I got back into dancing last year and um, I didn't have the money or the time to drive all the way out to the city and take classes. So instead of making that an excuse, I was like, I'm just going to start my own little thing and just start dancing in my garage and then filming it and putting it on Instagram. And that's what I've been doing. And to me, that's kind of, it's different. Like there's not, um, like there's so many dancers out there, but it feels so real for me. And it's like something that I can focus on. And I don't really, it's a bit outside the box in terms of the people that sort of, I'm around in my space, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's yoga and it's meditation and it's all yes. those things. Yeah. And you're like, no, I'm just going to dance in the garage. Studio and just giving it your all and yeah. I love it. And there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff, but you're doing you, boo. Yeah, yeah. baby. Um, next, oh, I'll put it, I'll put your Instagram handle in the notes too. So people can oh, check yeah, it out. Follow me, guys. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Follow her videos. If she wheezes herself. If she <laughs> Just want to pull myself out on here. That's why I'm here, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, next question. What message would you like to leave for the peeps today? Ooh, just find something that you really love. Not something that looks really cool or that will impress everybody else. Or, um, if there's one person that you're trying to, yeah, like be enough for, so you're doing this thing, but you actually really, Red doing it, find that thing that you could just do for hours and it makes you forget about every single thing. And that for me is my dancing. Like I could do that for hours and be like, oh shit, it's 10 o'clock at night. Whoops. So just find that thing and just do it. Yeah, losing track of time. That's the best. They're the best things. That for me would be drawing. I lose track of time when I'm drawing. I'm like, oh shit, it's nine o'clock. Damn. Beautiful. I love that, sweetheart. That's a beautiful message. And lastly, how can we support your beautiful self in what way, shape or form? Um, good question. <laughs> mm, isn't it funny how I like, as soon as I'm like, oh, I have to ask for something, <gasps> you just freeze. Um, I, don't know, I feel like I just really, really love posting my dance videos. So if you just wanted to check my Instagram out, share some love, that yeah. always helps and that always is a great thing. It feels great. Literally any dance video I watch, well, not literally, most dance videos I watch make me happy. Watching people dance and just being themselves and 
busting out moves, whether they're choreographed or not. Like mine are totally choreographed. You can tell by all my videos. Um, it's just fun. It just yeah. it changes the energy. Like just, yeah. So if you want to have your energy something. Yeah. If you want your energy shift, go check out Ames's page. <laughs> He's a fucking crack up. Oh, my God. I will put the handle in the notes, you beautiful creature. Thanks. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. And that wraps up another episode of Rebel Unique with the beautiful Amy McFarland. Thanks for coming on, you amazing babe. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. And if you guys want to leave a beautiful review, make sure it's an honest one, whatever that looks like for you, leave a review. I love them all. They don't all have to be five stars. Just do the fuck whatever you want. Seriously. And I will see you guys. Yes. Leave five stars. No. Hashtag leave five stars. Or you'll grow a third tip. No, don't. You don't have to. Do whatever you do. (laughs) And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye, Ames. Bye. wasn't that hairy ass (laughs) oh that was a good one thanks guys for listening again thanks for connecting with me through this beautiful platform that is the podcast and i look forward to connecting with you again you beautiful human don't forget if you want to become a rebel unique member and this is for women only sorry dudes out there but for the women out there if you want to become a rebel unique member i have the amazing and i truly mean amazing rebel unique membership with beautiful women who we just we have so much fun while we learn about ourselves and i support all of you in there with coaching and challenges and real-time accountability and action it's not a whole bunch of content that you're ever going to feel like you're behind with or need to catch up it's a beautiful membership portal and a beautiful membership place for women just like you to connect to yourself and connect to other rebel sisters just like you so if that sounds like you just go to www.rebelunique spelt the same way as the podcast.com or check out my Instagram, Ingrid underscore Leckie, L-E-C-K-E. And all the info is in the link on my bio. Thank you, my loves. Please leave a review, an honest one. If you didn't like it, let me know. Let me know. Be your honest self. Some stars if you like it. Otherwise, I will hear from you soon. Actually, no, you'll hear from me first. Bye, guys.